The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside, currently looking at a few clouds, 32 degrees in Buffalo. Buffalo's much-celebrated downtown supermarket appears to be in financial trouble. But why? And will the city answer the market's request for a $562,000 grant? Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. The Bray Miller Market is seeking a city grant of more than $500,000. Common Council President Darius Pridgen says he wants some answers first. We have asked for a written report of, number one, why the monies that are being requested to be trans- transferred to Bray Miller did not go out of the door uh, for other businesses that they were set aside for. And then, number two, uh, what was the process that Bray Miller's was chosen? The market opened during the pandemic in 2021, one of the few businesses allowed to be open during that time. How could the market struggle? One would think that, you know, a store like Bray Miller, which is, you know, kind of on an island by itself in downtown Buffalo, uh, would would have would have thrived. So the question is, why didn't it thrive? Bridgen adds success depends on the business plan, noting he has not seen a customer leave that store with a week's worth of groceries. It is not a major grocery store. It provides more convenience items. You have to have those kind of bulk sales, those larger sales, to sustain any business if if it does if the model is on smaller items. The Common Council meets on Tuesday. Hear more from Bridgen online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you, and we'll have uh, much more on this. Darius Pridgen joining us live in the 7 o'clock hour a little bit later on this morning. The Niagara County Sheriff's Office announcing yesterday that two 17-year-old Starpoint students have been charged with second-degree harassment in connection to an incident that occurred at a private residence in the town of Wheatfield and led to the cancellation of Starpoint's wrestling season. In February, Starpoint announced to cancel the remainder of the season. The names of the students not released due to their ages. The Starpoint superintendent saying the district will not comment on any investigations or charges. The Biden administration wants the company that owns the TikTok app here in the U.S. to sell it to an American buyer. The CEO of the U.S. division of the Chinese company, ByteDance, insisted to members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee for five hours yesterday his company is not and will not be a spying tool for China. Jay O'Brien explains what will happen if they don't sell. If the Biden administration were to choose to ban TikTok, a lot of legal experts say that that is a rocky legal road because of certain laws that protect the free flow of information and and, and certainly the First Amendment as well. And TikTok has used those laws previously to protect itself in court. But there are efforts in Congress to create new laws that would just straight up ban TikTok, some of them, and others would allow the Biden administration more authority to regulate TikTok and to potentially ban it. Much more on this debate and what went out before Congress yesterday with the CEO of TikTok coming up this morning on WBEN. Well, how is the governor's proposed crackdown on stores selling recreational marijuana without a license going over with local lawmakers? WBEN's Max Ferry getting some reaction. Governor Kathy Hochul proposed Wednesday potential legislation that would let authorities fine illegal marijuana shops $10,000 a day up to $200,000. Storefronts have been sprouting up all over the western New York area from sticker shops where you can purchase a sticker 
and get a free marijuana product to local vape and smoke shops, bringing in unregulated THC products. Erie County legislators and many local elected officials are concerned about the safety of the citizens regarding these products. It is a big concern because they're popping up all over the place. Right now, they're not accountable to anybody. That That's one of my biggest concerns. I mean, it's like anything. If you want to do things and business, you do it right. You know, you get licensed and you go in front of the municipality that wants to host it and get their approval. Erie County legislator Tim Myers, should the state put more attention into opening up more legal stores and give these illegal stores an opportunity to get licensed? There are only two legally licensed recreational marijuana stores in upstate New York, one in Binghamton and one opening up just this month in Ithaca. Uh, number one is safety and health. Those are my main things. Shut them down. Uh, give them, uh, you know, those store owners a, um, a a path to get licensed legally. Erie County Legislator Frank Todaro. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. Thank you, Max. Michigan judges yesterday handed down a landmark ruling in a school shooting case. The Michigan Appeals Court decided the parents of Ethan Crumley, who killed four students at his high school in 2021, will face trial themselves for involuntary manslaughter. James and Jennifer Crumbly have pleaded not guilty to four counts each of involuntary manslaughter for what prosecutors say was their responsibility in their son's 2021 massacre, killing four students and injuring seven others. Prosecutors say the Crumblies denied Ethan's request for psychological help, and soon after, Ethan's father bought him the weapon used in the shooting. Prosecutors say before the shooting, Ethan's mother laughed off a report from the school saying Ethan was recently searching ammunition in class and say the day of the massacre they declined to take him home after he was caught drawing a person shot that's trevor alt reporting well the way forward for one big three automaker is apparently pretty expensive downshifting into sustainability put the brakes on ford's profits the automaker says its electric vehicle business lost three billion dollars before taxes over the past two years and that it expects to lose about the same amount this year ford isn't worried though it says it knew investing in new necessary technology would be costly it's expected to rev up profits in the near future with the unit making money by late 2026 daria albinger abc news uh, that's making money before for taxes too so there you know it's yeah. even longer when you think about actual profitability kind of crazy and then listen to this also in the auto world i i can't imagine being a kia or a hyundai owner today both those automakers are telling the owners of more than 571,000 suvs and minivans to park them outdoors because the tow hitch harness can catch fire while they're parked or being driven uh, they're recalling vehicles, warning people to park them away from structures until repairs are made. Affected Hyundai vehicles include the Santa Fe from 2019 to 2023, the Santa Fe Hybrid, Santa Fe Plug-In as well, and the Santa Cruz, the uh, Kia affected, the Carnival minivan. All uh, have Hyundai or Kia tow hitch harnesses that came as original equipment or were installed by dealers. So you're being told while a fix is in order, park them outside. Meanwhile, you've been told for the last uh, year to park say. them inside because they can be easily stolen. Right. It's a no-win situation for Kia and Hyundai that's a, owners. That's unbelievable. It, I could not believe it when I saw the yeah. notice go out yesterday. Best of luck to you. I feel for oh, you. Wow. And how about this? Despite holding on to a 2-1 early lead in the second last night, Canisius ended up getting 
crushed by Minnesota in the NCAA hockey tournament in Fargo. The final score, 9-2. to The opening goal of the game came from Luke Middlestat, the brother of Sabre Casey Middlestat, who's on Minnesota's roster. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly cloudy, light winds today. Temperatures in the low 40s this afternoon. For tonight, clouds will increase. A little rain and snow arriving early on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, it'll be windy. Temperatures in the low 50s with scattered rain showers. Partly cloudy, low 40s, and breezy on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Kowski. Buffalo Common Council President Darius Pridgen is joining us now on WBEN. Bray Miller Market on Ellicott Street downtown is requesting a more than $500,000 grant from the city to make up for lost revenue. Uh, Darius, is it unusual for a municipality to give this to a private business? Well, good morning. And um, is it unusual? I don't know about other municipalities. Um, there have been, uh, you know, grant programs there. Matter of fact, the money that is being proposed from the administration uh, for Bray Miller is money that would have, I believe, gone out in smaller portions to business. So it is not unusual for uh, the government to have grant programs. I what do you make of a supermarket looking for some grant money uh, in response to being you know quote unquote left out of it because of the COVID pandemic? I supermarket should be the one type of you know business that would have been immune from all the the harms of COVID over you know between 2020 and 2022. Yeah, you know, I, I want to be clear that uh, the council has sent this to committee because um, I learned of it this week. Um, I wasn't a part of the conversations, and I didn't have to be a part part of the process of, of the way uh, this city's government is set up. Um, the Basically, the administration proposes, and the council can dispose or, or approve. Um, when I, when it was presented to me in caucus or presented to the council at caucus, um, I had a lot of questions. Um, I want to be clear that Bray Miller is in my district, but regardless of whether it's in my district or not, when you're talking about granting a half a million dollars, I want to know why. I want to know whether uh, Bray Miller can sustain. Um, I do not want to give a half a million dollars of uh, government money. Uh, to an entity if it if it can't sustain itself afterward. So I have a lot of questions that uh, hopefully will be answered um, in Tuesday's meeting. It opened in 2021 during the pandemic as downtown's only grocery store. Is the problem here that Bray Miller is not a full scale grocery, but maybe more of an upscale convenience store? You know, that's one of the things, uh, one of the questions um, that, that I have and, and many, not just myself, but other council members have, you know, what's the problem? You know, is this a business model? What we were told briefly in caucus is that there was going to be some changes to the business model. Um, you know, I, I want to be clear. I, I'm not um, I'm not on the council to. Uh, to try to judge and figure out a business. My job is about how government dollars are spent. Um, so my question was, what was the process? How did we get to this point? 
um, you know, at the end of the day, um, if if this business model, I know one of the only businesses that were open during the pandemic were places to get food. So I need to know what happened in this situation. Um, and hopefully once we're briefed, then um, I'll be able to uh, make a to decide what my vote will be about the possibility of moving this money. You know, I was very, very clear um, during the pandemic and after the pandemic. You know, one of my greatest concerns are small businesses and not that Bray Miller is not a small business. But, um, you know, we didn't grant the half a million dollars to any other small business that I know of um, that I can recall right now, um, not from city government. Um, And so I have to have those questions answered before I can vote yes for this. You mentioned the process over at 201 Ellicott. I I mean, it's been years and years since that was first announced. I remember standing there, you know, in the surface parking lot at the time talking about all this. So uh, interested supermarkets would have had a lot of lead up time, you know, before uh, this thing really got developed to think about the idea of uh, putting a store right there. And then, you know, the the entire application time, we know that Tops was interested, and then they kind of pulled back. Now Bray Miller's in there. I, I mean, if there wasn't a lot of interest and this doesn't seem to be doing well, should that tell us about a supermarket in downtown Buffalo? Well, I'll say this. You know, I was there. I was I was there this at the same parking lot. I was there at the meetings. And I do I do. Let me say this. I do agree that we need uh, a supermarket in downtown and, and especially, um, you know, there are a lot of uh, low income housing in in that area and more to come. Um, you know, I remember, um, you know, reaching out, people reaching out for major stores. And then I remember one major store saying there's a possibility and everybody was pretty happy about it. And then that went away. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, in all fairness, I think Bray Miller came to the rescue. Um, at the end of the day, though, at the end of the day, um, it, it, it's it's not enough for me to just simply make a decision and go, yes, because you came to the rescue. The question that, that Darius has, again, can you, it's 500, what, what's going to happen that's different? What's going to happen that's different than last week? Um, and um, that that's a concern. That they, they, they did come to the rescue, but that doesn't mean that that model should be rescued automatically. I want to be clear. I, I At this point, and the reason it was not voted on in Tuesday's meeting, the reason it was sent to committee um, is because of, of these type of questions. Were you under the impression that it was going to be a, a different type of a grocery store coming in than is the one that's set up? Well, uh, you know, what we were told um, was that uh, Bray Miller would supply, the, the, the business model was that because they were supplying the rest, many of the restaurants in downtown Buffalo, that the way that they would be able to kind of leverage, you know, not having the big crowds um, that come to shop was was through their their business of supplying the restaurants. Well, we know during the pandemic, and I'm sure part of what I'll hear uh, on Tuesday, what the council will hear, is that during the pandemic, the restaurants were not open. 
So I would imagine that a big portion of their business model uh, that they hoped would sustain them went away during COVID and that they were not able then to uh, make that money off of the restaurants, some of which have not come back online in downtown Buffalo or across, you know, across the city. They're coming, coming back, but some of them won't come back at all. So I'm sure that that changed, but we were informed that it wouldn't be your typical Topps or Wegmans. I want to ask you about a new proposal, a statewide in Albany, that would impact a lot of storefronts in Buffalo in western New York. The governor is proposing a crackdown on stores selling recreational marijuana without a license. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines to these places that are operating, um, you know, I don't need to tell you, all throughout the city of Buffalo, all throughout communities here in western New York. Uh, what is your position on, uh, you know, a quote-unquote crackdown on these uh, places? And I'm wondering, you know, we've been two years since the state has quote-unquote legalized recreational marijuana. But in two years, there's only two upstate licenses given out. The closest one to here is in Binghamton. Is there a better way than a punitive way to deal with these businesses? Should they be offered a an easier way to get a license? Well, you know, number one, um, I'm not a part of state um, uh, licensing, so um, I want to be clear on that. Uh, Number uh, two is that every store that is, almost every store that's opened in a municipality, the reason there is a licensing process is so that there's a transparency process. People know what's coming into their neighborhoods. They have an opportunity. If you're going to get a state liquor license there, you know, there's postings so that people can contact the state liquor authority and let them know, I don't want this in my neighborhood. Uh, If you open a delicatessen in a neighborhood, you have to get a city license so that people can know. So just like every other license of every other product, um, there is a process. And so because recreational and again, I'm speaking purely, well, I can speak as a government official, but a government official that has nothing to do with the licensing. Um, At the end of the day, what the state government seems to be saying is there's a process. So if you want to sell alcohol, you have to go through the process. If you want to sell, you know, bologna. In Buffalo, you got to go through a process. If you want to have an Airbnb, you have to go through a process. And that's about the protection of neighborhoods more than anything. And so if there's a process and you're not following the process, what, what, what are you going to do? Go and, and spank their hand? At the end of the day, there, there, there are consequences to not following processes. And, and one of the consequences, the same way that there's a consequence if you run a red light or stop sign, you, you pay. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.